Hi, this is Aaron Cooter, and you are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. And before you do that, go read Ghost Rider. And then come back and listen to 11 O'Clock Comics. Thank you. Stunning. Absolutely stunning, my friend. I sat back a little bit. Right. Sometimes it's better if you lean back a little. I sat sat up straight and drunk and stuff. Right. It's all good. Now I'll lean in a little bit since you said I was a little low. I like it when I watch a a live live recording of a band and whenever they scream, they know just exactly the right distance to hold it so they don't go into the room. And I'm thinking, I would love to have the experience to know that this far is where to hold the microphone, not to get into the red. You know, I mean, I guess I do from doing the podcast, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not wiggling my patootie in front of millions and millions of screaming women's. Unfortunately for Unfortunately, them. with Mick Ronson playing guitar on one side, you know, I just, he's fresh in my mind is Mick Ronson. How come? Because I was on the Twitters, and I, I I said, I just tweeted the first time in a long time, isn't it amazing when, as a music aficionado as myself, to hear a song that I've never heard before from, like, the sweet spot is rare, right? Mm-hmm. And I heard Duran Duran's cover of David Bowie's Fame today. on um, It was either on Deep Tracks or it was on, on First Wave, one of the two. And I'm thinking, this is a god awful version. This is horrible. I'm I'm less of a person for having heard this. Like it's just terrible. They took all this the magic stuff that makes Bowie's fame work, and they took it out, and they made the Duran Duran well the fledgling Duran Duran because it was 1981 when they recorded it. So they were early in their career, but they didn't know better, and and it shows because they 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 completely erased all the magic of. Bowie's fame. But anyway, so I went on the Twitter and I'm like, this this song's horrible. And Caleb, our good uh, buddy, replied saying, I dissent. He likes it. And the ball kept rolling and someone else said, I like... Then I posted a a video of Bowie playing Gene Genie on top of the Pops in Britain that was saved because the camera operator made a copy for himself when he wasn't supposed to, and the BBC destroyed all those tapes. So now it exists because this camera guy said, fuck the man, I'm making a copy for myself. This guy's going to be important. Um, But anyway, Mick Ronson was playing guitar with Bowie in this clip, and Mick Ronson's like a freaking demigod. He's, He's the Forrest Gump of rock and roll. There's so many important times and places that Mick Ronson pops up just like Gump. So that's why I was thinking of Mick Ronson. This is a long-ass freaking intro. Long story short, welcome to 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 634. Damn. Yeah. 634 weeks. 20 minutes later. And it I'm don't matter. Vin- right, and I'm Vince B. Ooch, I forgot. <laughs> you you are Vince B. And, and, and seriously, if it's not like they don't know what they're listening to since they are subscribed or downloaded. So just because they didn't hear the name of the show right off the bat, oh, they nothing's know. stopping them from looking at their player. You know, I never read the iTunes reviews because I don't either. I really don't and, care. 
But oh, when, when Jason pushes them under our nose is and says, yo, 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 look at what this fool said. And then I read no, that, it. That, I think that was me. Oh, was you? Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, but it's rare for you to do that. But anyway, when someone does that and I actually read the review and they say something like, uh, all they did was talk and then they, they talked about what they drank and then maybe they talked about comics towards the end. Like, I don't really care, but way, way, way back in the the dark recesses of my mind, I just, I question maybe we should be a little more focused. But then no, because then that wouldn't be what, then it would be forced. It would be uh, programmed and like a, you know, like little compartments, like, okay, now we got to talk about comics and then, okay, we got to do this a little bit here. I don't want to do that. I don't think any of us want to do that. We we know, and I am David A. Price, by the way. We know what Sexy we bastard. N- need to. Um, they're, they're the beats that we have to hit. We know we do the intros, we do the sponsors, we do the drink roll call, we do thank yous, and then we get into it. And what and and it varies from week to week. Last time, it was about Watchmen and Shaken before we spoke on any actual comic book. But those so are comics it's, related. It's, I can't see anybody. Right. No, being yeah, they're, hurt. they're 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 comic adjacent and that's fine. But yeah. it, it's it's there's no we don't and I love that we don't. We don't have a script. We don't we we may the most we get when it comes to planning is hey guys, I'd really like to talk about this. So if you can read it before that night, go yeah. ahead and read it. And that's, that's it. it. Other that's than that, it's like we just we look and see what other people are reading. But that doesn't mean and I may plan on segueing from something one of you are going to talk about or if i you know it, right. it, my, my my build on it but yeah no there's no and then we just keep going until it's ready to wrap up so i i i like that we Free don't have that that structure that 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 rigidness that uh and 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 for some podcasts it works it absolutely works and that's what i remember the, to when they want it and and that's great yeah i remember the first time we met ron ron richards mm-hmm. uh jason had known him and then we met him a little bit later on. And Ron was telling us about iFanboy and how they have a script. And I'm thinking, you're living in hell. This is this is like a living hell. To have, you know, a time limit. What is that? What's that about? And to have a, a – a, I mean, I make – I write notes for the things I talk about because I, I, there's are, there are – pertinent details that I want to get across to the listener. Very important things that I feel should be mentioned when I'm talking about this book. Sometimes it gets a little heated or one of you will nudge my brain in a different direction and I sometimes forget all about that other stuff if I don't write it down beforehand. So that's, I mean, I, I make notes, but it's not like I'm, if if we go into a different realm, I'll just take the thing that we that I didn't talk about and transfer it to next week's or next episode's same right list like whatever you know we don't get to it we don't get to it that's all right but I want to make sure that when we when I do get to whatever I want to talk about all of the little things that I want to talk about are listed for me because you know long day old mind occupied by a whole bunch of other stuff so I have to do justice to whatever I'm talking about and to these fools who listen to us every time these lovable fools and they are and and some of the lovable fools have asked and and you know and and it's that would just add to the time it takes to get the episode out i i i know that over the years and and we haven't heard about it in a while but i know 
for a while, people were asking for um, uh, timestamps. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Exactly. Yeah. With the show notes so that they know, you know, and we usually, we, we, we tend to eyeball it and say, listen, if we're going to spoil The Walking Dead or watch or something, you know, go ahead and skip ahead and, and, you know, roughly. But yeah, I mean, a timestamp might, might be cool. But again, that's that, in my mind, that, that's part of the rigidness of it. And, and I don't yeah. want to. If we had an intern, shit, yeah. I'd be like, make us up some timestamps, but I'm not doing it. No. Right. It's too much work. If if they want it next day, which means an hour after we record it, which is so happens to usually be after midnight. So if they want it next day, then they're gonna have to sacrifice timestamps because I, I can't turn it around that fast and do um itsy bitsy okay, twelve minutes thirty four seconds we talked about Watchmen and forty six minutes like no, I can't. I would I mean I would love to. If there was a an app that did it i don't see how it could ever be devised it would have to be super intelligent and ai is already going to you know destroy us to begin with we don't want something that smart so then our next best thing is to get an intern which is a thankless job that's true and she better be stacked she'd have to be <laughs> that's 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 i mean don't even bother showing up for the interview we are so sexist. We're not really. We're just teasing. Just funning with you. Because what oh, we have to talk about tonight, in light of what we just said, is the antithesis. <laughs> of, it's true. Yes, yeah. it, it really is. But for the better, right? Hey, what are you drinking? What am I drinking? Yeah. Um, I'm, I did not feel so hot today. And, and I think um, it's, it's damp. It's cool. Um. It's cold in my office, and then the next day it's stuffy. And there's just, I'm not loving the change of temperatures, and it's messing with wow. my body. So, um, I am enjoying some lovely Buffalo Trace, uh, sipping on that, and then I'm going to move on to this, um, 33.8 fluid ounces of Poland spring water. Nice. But your, you? your, um, far from optimal conditions are my sweet spot. I love mm. it when it gets damp and cold. Oh no, no, no! I, I, that I don't dislike that, especially now that we've moved. I, I mean, yes, I used to dread that shit, but no, I, I love, I love hearing the rain. I love hearing the cars on the wet streets. I don't. Yeah, now you do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't. I mean, sweater weather. I used to love fall because when my birthday falls during that time, and I. When we moved, I loved it. You see, the, I, I, I love seeing the, the seasons change. I love all of that. I didn't care for it while we lived in our old house. Sure, because... Now it, I'm back to enjoying it again. But I I love... I enjoy weather. I don't enjoy the shock to my system <laughs> when it's 78 degrees one day and 52 the next. Yeah. Well, that's it's understandable. But yes, but but I, we're, we're we we do we're of like mind when it comes to um, the environment. I could just plus I also have people in my office who who tend not to take care of themselves and and um, yeah, then they're, they're like because they have kids at home and it's like so they'd rather come to work and get the rest of us sick because oh, they well. don't want to waste their sick day. And it's like you know I just I, I, I'm at ground zero. 
because my daughter's student teaching. Oh! Yeah, so all of the, the pox that these little nasties bring into the classroom is coming right home to me. But, yes. thankfully, I don't get sick. So, Good for you. Yeah. Well, the, the, the cancer got rid of all yeah. that shit, so yeah. I'm like the, the, the Millennium Man or whatever the hell it is. But anyway, I'm drinking Gnarly Head Cabernet Ooh. Sauvignon. Uh, 2017. Because you say gnarly head all the time, and I giggle, and I guess it, it there was a subconscious implant, uh, and I saw it, and I'm like, hmm, Dap likes this. I'll get it. It's true. I have not had... Actually, now that you mention it, I do not see uh, the gnarly head at the neighborhood spot. That's probably because a lot of people bought it up because it's delicious. That could be. Yeah. All right, before we move on, I have a thank you. What's that? Well, it's it's from someone who we talk to um, very often because uh, it's Ian Spillane. Oh. Yes, I just happened to mention um, what with him being on the other side of the, the pond and all. Yes. That, hey, if you see this book... It's a limited edition. Um, pick it up for me, and I'll 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 make good on all of it. And I just I, I would love to have this. And wouldn't you know, I um, open up this package straight from from Wales, and the book I wanted was inside. And uh, he's like, "My dude, this is for you. It is from 2000 AD." But I, th- I think it's a it's from Abaddon Books. This is an imprint of 2000 AD, maybe. Uh, but it, it's a prose novel featuring characters we've seen in 2000 AD. It's called The Fall of Dead World, Red Mosquito, special limited edition written by Matthew Smith. I open the front cover. It's autographed by Matt Smith. <laughs> Get the pitch on this thing. Something's rotten in the Hall of Justice. Although I don't really follow politics myself, you could say I work with my hands. I'm a headbreaker for the mob. I come f- for you if you owe the Bushman money or whatever other reason he gives. But today's job just can't go right. Supposed to be beating up a loser with a bad habit, but I picked the wrong guy and now I'm babysitting some lab nerd babbling about judges and bio agents and it turns out I'm following politics after all. And the pitch is completely left field because it's a book about the, the dark judges and dead world. And I'm thinking, well, there's okay, so there's a thug that's going to be in the thick of this thing. But wow, what a like totally roundabout way of getting to the, but I can't wait to read it. The, the cover is by Clint Langley and it is, well, it's Clint Langley. So the awesome is redundant, right? It's all the judges and the planet Earth, and Judge Death has his nasty, dis- disgusting, long fingernailed hands about to encompass the planet. And there's a really subtle skull overlaid in the on the planet Earth. It's awesome, and I and I got to thank Mr. Spillane for sending this to me. Love you so much. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, see, I have no reservations about bringing a prose novel to the show if it concerns comic book characters and you know 2000 ad and the dark judges 
they fit the bill. So I'm going to read this and bring it back to the show in the future. And I'm, I'm not going to feel guilty at all because I don't care. Well, there's not, not no reason why you should. It's in the zone. It's free. It's, it's good, right? It's good. It's perfect. It's great. Now, I didn't do uh, the discount comic book service sponsorship intro uh, this episode because the list of specials is not up yet. Right, we're in the transitional phase. Last previews is phasing out. Although, if you're a Johnny Come Lately, I'm sure you can get your order in over the deadline. But you don't want to, you know, you don't want to come in to the party like that. So wait for the new list of specials. They'll be up very soon. And you know, if you've been a longtime listener, that list of specials is always very, very deep, and uh, as well as the the discounts. Discounts are amazing. So uh, dcbservice.com will get you everything you want in the previews catalog for an eensy teensy fraction of what uh, Joe and Mary are paying down the street. I told him not to marry her, but he just did. I know. know, He doesn't listen. Right. Uh, Yeah, speaking of, um, of Ian, he is one of... The many fine folks that um, we've been hanging out with over in the um, in the Slack channel. Uh, yeah, we just got hot and heavy. Yeah, yesterday was a ton of fun. Um, yesterday w- being Monday. Yes, I was ripping stuff to the printer, so I had time to join into the fun. And I'll tell you, it was one of those topics that you know it's near and dear to my heart. Yes. And yes. it was thumping. There was very respectful discourse going on on both sides. Yep. I, we all of us don't see eye to eye, and that's that's cool. No, no one's ever going to. Right, and if we did, it'd be boring. And, yeah. and no, and it's and 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 it's nice to get someone else's viewpoint on things. And right. and yeah, I, I I mean yeah, you are the you are the easiest when it comes to yeah because um, Joe Adams. Because yeah, you I don't, don't care. You don't, you, right, exactly. Whereas and and um. And I think, and some of my my rules, as silly as they may be, I'm I'm probably a little more rigid than some, but um, but I'm not, but I still have my, I still have where I stray from that. It's not it's not set in stone, and 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 Jason's somewhere in the middle, and and basically what, what the gist is, we were talking about separating the artist from the art, and if if in the case of how heinous does the artist have to be for you to distance yourself from their work and 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 if and it doesn't matter if if and again you know you can have you may have things in your collection from the 60s or 70s and and you damn well know some of the creators on those works are were, were womanizers or or con men and 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 you know stabbed others in the back and then but you have people today who you may think you know you may not if, if you know their politics you may not align with them and and or you may just think that you know they're maybe a little bit on the womanizing side and and then that, and that could be today from this point forward so it's it's we all have we all have those those shades of gray, and and for some people, it's like this is this right now, right here. This is the line. Anything before this, I'm okay with. Anything be, be, before 1999, if if I need to fill a gap, 
in my collection if if i if i need to find something that this person worked on i'm still going to get it but after that it's come january 1st 2000 anything from there on that's when i knew that they were bad and i don't want anything to do with it and, and then everybody you know just deals with things in their own way but the um but if you do want to get in on uh the slack fund that is um that's the the new gods tier um and where can I actually can they get that information vince patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics don't use the apostrophe and the two ones are numerals so it's one one o'clock comics perfect yeah you know what's cool about the slack channel we do host it but there's no i mean out of respect because we all enjoy each other's company there's no reverence right you don't have any guys or gals saying uh in in the wake of one of our comments oh yeah 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 you're right you know what i mean i hate that it's it's annoying as hell if if i'm wrong or if i've transgressed i want you to call me out because i'm probably unaware that i've done so right but if i've said something to a fan or my my views are just ass backwards and wrong these the the people in the slack channel will respectfully right say yeah you know i don't think i don't think that's how it goes which i love because then it's it, there's there's it's an environment that fosters growth and learning and and communion and camaraderie it's not just like three guys and a bunch of people that follow them that's ridiculous that's not how it is it's it's just one big party that everyone gets along everyone enjoys everyone else regardless of of what they believe or where they're from or or their um you know proclivities everyone just has fun that's why i find it so enjoyable it is it's a great and i i i love the fact that it it's it continues even when we're not Right in there, hot and heavy. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're 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 away from any sort of internet ready device more often I don't than Jason a, and I. Yeah, I don't get and, a signal, and the 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 studio is a pit. I'm I'm even on the Wi-Fi, and it's tough to get. Yeah, um, it's ridiculous. Um, there there are times where obviously I can't with with work, and and the same thing with Jason. But that doesn't stop everybody else from just shooting the breeze and and catching up on things and talking about you know what they're looking for at the next con and right now everybody's talking about what's going to happen next year at heroes and and it looks like we're going to have a massive contingent next year again um somebody's gonna get pregnant it's gonna happen and then uh but yeah it's 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 just it's its own living breathing thing and 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 i love it and and it's because of of the patrons that were actually with you tonight even though vince did mention dcbs but um but the patrons uh, do support us, and and uh, therefore we are giving you two episodes this week. Uh, two days in a row. Riff on some things, yes. As much as Vince dislikes that, but um, it's you hard, know. dude. It's really hard. It is, but it wouldn't have been if you know if someone didn't. It was sleepies, but we had. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I know. I, mean, so I we, swear I was roofied. I swear to God, because hey there's know, a whole ch- or abducted, which would have been a lot better if I remembered it. Yeah, get him where you fit in. We have. Um, I would let them take but me. Tomorrow night. I so would. Is, uh, of course you would. 
because the truth is out there. We have uh, tomorrow night is our book of the month where we're, we're coming at you. It wouldn't be back to back if it was a regular week, but unfortunately I called an audible and I need to, um, I wouldn't be around um, Thursday because, because Friday there's something going on. So we have um, some full disclosure. So we just, you know, so, so, yeah, we're, so we're, you're we're, getting we're, two in a row. You're getting two in a row this week. Um, our loss is actually, your gain. I actually have a life on Friday, surprisingly, for once. But we have um, for once. It's true. Shit. This new, oh, you're gonna laugh. I'll t- no, I'll the new you. the new digs, dude. You are like you're a gadfly. You're at the 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 bar one night. You're at you the are, comic shop. You're, you are you're going loving to it. plots. You're going to plots when I tell you what we're doing right. Friday night. All but right. I'll I'll, I'll tell you. Later. But in any case, we have. Um, so yeah, so so Vince and I, and hopefully Jason, because we're going to come at you for a little while. We'll 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 be here for about another hour or so. But hopefully Jason will show up. But if he doesn't, Vince and I have some things for your ear holes. Oh no, he's got to he's got to burn that one molecule of I know, carb. I know he had. He, he, inge- probably he had didn't a even ingest today. it. He inhaled it. Somebody next to him was eating a bagel, and he smelled it. And the carb, the vapors, that's yeah, right. the one carb vapor. Carb vapors. Yeah, yeah. God damn. Well, it just so happens. That David and I have read the same thing. We didn't plan this. I didn't know. because we're also reading the same thing tomorrow night. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know this going in. Uh, According to David, I don't check the list on the Slack right before the episode to see what they read. And you know what? Not according to me. No, he's kind of right. He's kind of right. He is. Uh, Because it's set in stone by that point, right? But whatever. I guess it's not. This is the proof that I guess it's not. Um, we received from Nobrow. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, our good friend Tony um, sent us a bookity book, and it is written and drawn by Hamish Steele. And it is called Dead Endia, The Broken Halo. Dun, dun, dun. And it's got a map. It Go does on. have a map. Hey. Yeah, uh, I didn't know going in uh, because I don't flip to the back of books when, before I read them. In fact, I don't flip very much at all. Like I'll look at maybe the first, the eighth, first eighth of the book. It's like, oh, this art's pretty cool. All right, and um, so I didn't know this going in, but this is in fact the second book yes. in, in the Dead Endius series. But I will say. To Mr. Steele's credit, you really don't have to know no. what has come before. Like, there's a yeah. few things that our head scratchers like, hmm, I don't see how this can be happening. But I'm sure if you if you read the first volume, everything will be clear. But it in no way hampered the story at all here. And um, I'm going to give you the, the pitch. There's a, a, a premise to Dead Endia. And it's that reality has been segmented into 13 planes of existence. All right? 13 slices of uh, 30 dimensions, I guess you can call them, 13 realms, uh, six for the angelic, six for the demonic, and sandwiched in the middle is a neutral plane, which we all know as Earth. And the existence of the six upper planes and six lower planes has been kept secret from the denizens of the earthly plane. The 
denizens at large, but there are some people that know about uh, the planes. And there is a there's a, a hotel built in an amusement park named Polyworld. And Polyworld is dedicated to a female country music singer. Everything seems to be pink in Polyworld. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I'm guessing that we are supposed to believe that it's a takeoff on Dolly World for Dolly Parton. But I may be reading into it. But I'm guessing from what has the clues that have been given in this volume that this country music singer died or was and was a major factor in the events of the first volume. So the original hotel was destroyed at the end of the first volume. Again, this is all speculation, not having read it. But from the clues that we've been given, I'm guessing this. And a petition was made for the uh, owners of Polyworld to rebuild the the Dead End Hotel. And it was. And now the place is a haven for those from the six above and six below realms, provided you have a plane ticket. Get it? And it's not short for airplane. It's a plane of existence ticket. If you have a plane ticket, you can you can access this hotel because the elevator in the hotel accesses, and it's the only place on Earth that can do this. The elevator in the hotel accesses all of the planes. You can go up to the angelic planes. You can go down to the demonic planes. And there are, there is a resident ambassador at the Dead India Hotel, or the Dead End Hotel, that... Um, I don't know how much we should say about Courtney because um, there is a very surprising reveal, at least I took it to be one, in this volume with Courtney. I I mean, I've spoiled something just saying that, right? But um, Courtney's a little red demon. And uh, one thing about this uh, Dead Endia series is Hamish Steele has taken very great um, attention to pronouns. I'm learning. Yes. I'm learning because my daughter right. um, wants to be uh, addressed as they or theirs, which I'm, I'm trying, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not grammatically correct to me. But whatever. Uh, it's not about me. This, this is the, 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 the reluctantly, semi-reluctantly, this is the thing I'm wrapping my head around. If, if someone wants you to call them, you know, senorita shithead, you do it, right? Out of respect and in this case, love, right? So I'm not saying my daughter's a shithead. I'm just, I just use that. But so this Courtney, the, all the pronouns used in relation to this character is, is they or theirs. So, okay, cool. I'm not going to pick a gender because it's impossible. This is a series that may be construed as the author going down the list of the diversity hit list and checking off tabs. 
like there are there's a same sex relationship in this book with two men there is a female lead who has romantic attraction to a, a woman in the series the the demon is is uh, addressed with the uh, very particular pronoun there is a a vampire whom i can't tell is a man or a woman and i'm leaning more towards the man side so it's it's very gender diverse uh and it didn't i thought it was great i mean that, that stuff doesn't make me blink because there are many di- different types of people in the world and this is just a reflection of that but i could see someone that takes issue with such topics reading this and thinking wow he's just trying to cover all the bases yeah right yeah but i mean i i it doesn't read that way but no, someone no, that's more all. inclined it, it to find it very very organic very natural yeah yeah okay the and so the 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 focal point in this book at least as far as the cover goes is is one norma khan and norma is a young lady who was uh in the thick of things in volume 1 and apparently died because she can separate her essence her spirit her ghost from her corporeal form and that's the thing like i don't know she has a scar on her cheek that sometimes her essence leaks out of and that this is the one niggly bit that i have with this book is like how is the body still animated maybe there was some kind of mystical hoodoo in the first volume that explains it but to my knowledge it hasn't been explained in the second volume right where do you see the body is animated whenever she leaves it kind of just falls flat well no the she's dead she's a ghost that's that per that pink essence is it says explicitly in the text that she died in volume right. one. Right, so right, right. if you died and you're animating a body, how does a ghost animate a dead body? Like if you're dead, oh, you're dead. Oh, it's, yeah, no, there, there was there was definitely a spell involved. In right. The first that's what I'm thinking, that, because okay, okay. that you just like, you know, you just don't expire and some other thing slips into your body and says, hey, you know, I got a new glove like that. I don't think it works that way. But uh, so Norma now um, works at the hotel and um, she has a friend with which she is estranged. And uh, the the friend also worked at one time at the hotel. Uh, His name is Barney Gutman. And Barney is a member of a same-sex relationship. Barney lives with his man logan logan is semi-successful has a job barney unfortunately does not well not at the start right but so logan uh not intentionally but kind of nudges lovingly barney to "Eh, why don't you try and find a job and uh, barney is visited by a demon named hawks and the demon knows that Barney's been, you know, getting the the business from his man and Barney needs money and 
needs to be gainfully employed. So Hawks suggests that, hey, you were kind of a big deal in this this demonic wrestling league. Why don't you come back and wrestle and, you know, you make some money? And so Barney does. But unknown to Barney, it's all part of a grand plan. Uh, Barney gets in the ring with this this giant Asmodeus. And he's huge and burly and he's got the beard and the horns and he's red and he's he's a formidable opponent and and Barney beats him without breaking a sweat really. But it was all set up because Asmodeus says, you know, I've been wrestling a long time, kid, and I think you're going to be a hero. And uh, so Barney continues to wrestle in the demonic wrestling, wrestling league. But as with all lies, the truth comes out later on in the story. And uh, Logan finds out. Barney says, yeah, I've been working at the Dead End Hotel. And, you know, Norma took me back. And, and we're we're friends now. And, and Logan, you know, he gives him the side eye. Like, really? You know, because... And that's the thing. Norma thinks that Barney doesn't want to have anything to do with her. And Barney thinks... Norma doesn't want to have anything to do with him because, and this happened in the first volume, there was a demon, I believe it was Tartarus, if, I, if, if what I'm getting is correct, and the, the ghost of the female country western singer. Something about they possessed Barney's dog. And the only way to stop the possessor from destroying everything was to eliminate the dog. And so Barney doesn't have his dog. And Norma believes that Barney hates her because of this. And Barney believes Norma doesn't want anything to do with him because of things he allowed to happen. And it's, I, you know, I, now, I mean, I really got to read the first volume. But none of that matters going into this story because the characters are so well-developed that you just, I'll say it, you just fall in love with them. Like, going in, I'm, I was looking at the book and I'm like, I don't know. The, I don't know. This looks a little bit too Steven universe for me, yes, 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 um, yes, yes. it's a little too cute. Uh, so, so I started reading it, and I I wasn't paying attention to my preconceived notions. I buried them in the back of my mind, and as I'm reading it, I find myself enjoying it. And I'm halfway through, and I find myself loving it. And I finished the damn thing, and I'm like, holy crap, that thing was great. It is so much fun. And uh, Mr. Steele comes from a background of animation. And you can tell in the artwork because as an animator, your stock and trade is economy of line. If you're going to animate something thousands and thousands, if you're going to draw something thousands and thousands of times, you want to distill each line to the, it's, it's, its essence. You don't want um, if if the act of drawing was a conversation, you want to choose your words very carefully in animation and pick the perfect words because 
you're going to be using those words a lot. You're not going to have brief asides where, oh, yeah, this reminds me of a, a, a thing I had down the street when this clown. Like, no, there, there's no room for extrapolation in animation. You have to riddle it down to its most basic essence. And that's what he did with these characters. They're very, very, very well designed. And there's nothing superfluous. There's, there's um, no, no noodling, no excessive line work because he comes from a background of animation. So he's got that, that um, very spare, I don't know, spare is not the word because there's, there's nothing left out. Um, terse, a very terse graphic style where he, he says what he has to say and, you know, why say more? Because he's covered the bases. Now, there are things in the background in, in a lot of these pages that you can uh, linger over. But for the most part, the characters are, are very, very cleanly, very sp sparsely designed. And I love it. I think it works really well with the story. The demons are amazing. Am I right? You are. Yeah. Um. But the gist of it is, see, I don't want, I don't know how much we should, we can reveal, because it all hinges on a double life of one of the characters. Like Norma, Norma is trained in her ghostly ways by uh, a young lady named Badia, and Badia wears a burqa. Again. If you want to believe that he's clicking things off a list, and but it, there are people in the world that wear burkas, right? And she's sure. a, she's a very studious young lady, and she dabbles in the dark arts, thinking that she would find a solution to Norma's problem or to help her with her problem. Because the, at certain instances, Norma gets excited and her spirit leaves the body, like clunk. Um, for example. There was one, um, is he an archduke? Or he's, he's a high-ranking demon. Um, what's his name? Pyman? Yeah. That he comes to the, the hotel. And he's a very imposing dude. He looks like an Iron Maiden with legs. He's got spikes. And, well, I'm saying he and I don't really know. Um, they've got spikes and chains and a hook. And, he, and, and they're very imposing uh, and as soon as Norma sees him, clunk, the spirit evacuates the body out of fear, right? But I, I was transfixed. And in, it's a very, very complex world. Uh, there, there are things going on that begin early in the book and they're not, they don't play out till the end. And it's a, what, 200 and... 50-page book? It's it's a nice-sized book, yeah. It is... Uh, Two, 238. Yeah. Uh, there, the, uh, the divine essence seems to be a bit of a prick, which is nice. That, <laughs> that the... Uh, uh, and, and the preconceived notions of angelic and demonic don't apply here. They, they do refer to themselves as angels, but... Externally, they don't take on the Judeo-Christian uh, 
methodology of or or the 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 notion of what an angel should look like like these this is not um an Aryan man with with uh you know feathers for 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 angels they're they're weird looking and and the demons they're more in line with what we've we know well not we know what we assume demons look like but in in at in the end of it it's they're just the angelic and the demonic are just states of mind and it appears that the angelic is more um they're fascists kind of yeah yeah where the the demonic seems the demonic side seems to be a little more open a little there's a lot of leeway in their 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 doctrine and their dogma where the the angelic sign is is very very rigid and um by the book and a little bit fascistic um and and very oppressive i think but the book is riddled with flashbacks and it's neat because the present day stuff is in white on on white bordered paper and the flashbacks are in black which is neat because then you know immediately once you see after the first one once you see the page turning black you're like okay this is in the past let's uh set our minds accordingly but i know i thought it was wonderful what do you think i absolutely adored it um i i started it uh, which was silly because i'm a handful of pages away from um finishing the uh the book of the month the river at night um but i still had this in my hand and i'm i'm i just i i see the 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 multiplane and then i just see it a long time ago where they kind of just do a little little quick little recap and then i start reading it and i can't stop and next thing i know it's 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 towards the end of the day and i'm like holy crap i i i finished this and um it's it's got some nice embossing on the back and front um embossing it's got spot varnish it is the the thinnest line of spot varnish on the back i have ever freaking <laughs> seen great. there's and it's body it's uh magic it's her her yeah. spell that is 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 going across for those who uh, know printing you know spot varnish requires another plate to be to be made and the the line of spot varnish, I don't even think you can measure. Well, you probably could if you had a really a really good measuring device. But it's very very thin. It's a it's like if you got a micron, one of the one of the thinner microns, and dragged it across a piece of paper. Now make a spot varnish for that line. That's what they did on the back of this cover. It's yeah. it's extremely impressive from a yeah. printing. Uh, point of view like you don't there's a lot of wiggle room that line could could jump if the press isn't feeling like it that line's going to jump no problem but it's not only a line it's a diamond too and the the lines emanate from all four points of the diamond it's amazing like that's yeah. that's friggin' impressive printing it really uh, is i agree and and it's um and it's indicative of the quality of um, how meticulous the work 
Hamish, you put in it's 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 that India uh, started as a webcomic. Yeah. Um, yep. And I believe I believe the first volume was Kickstarted. Um, and and the chapter breaks are um, there are illustrations of the characters from different artists, um, different illustrators, and it took me a second to realize that the um, the names under the frames were, um, were 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 the artists. I don't know why it took me a second to realize that. Hey, that's the artist who who, who drew that picture, but um, only because I'm also we're also dealing with with magic and demons. And I didn't know if like some of them were spells or, or, or locations. It was just, it was, it was, I, I just, I had a mental breakdown or something, but the, uh, you're not, um, uh, you're, you're, you're being the second volume. I, Vince and I were kind of just thrown into this world, but it was very, very easy to catch up and, 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 and get a feel. And, all the characters are unique and different and you mem you, you they're all memorable you 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 know logan you know barney you know you know as you know fingers i mean these, these are all just characters that you just like you, you quickly meet but but they are just they're part of this story and they're part of this world and and they're all in varying degrees important and now, before you move on, just so mm-hmm. the the listeners can get an idea of what's going on here, when you said fingers, now they don't have a frame of reference, but you could try to conceive of what a character named Fingers w- would, how they would be visually represented. Fingers is an angel, and he's like a giant wiggly worm. He's mi- like uh... mix, mixed with Alfred. He's from like Jake's the, wife from Adventure Time. Yeah, but he's a he's a butler like character. Yeah, yeah. That he is can't just, leave the hotel. He's a giant worm type character, and he just snakes into scenes. But he's an angel. Now there, that that's what I was talking about. As soon as someone says elephant, what do you think? Okay, you think of this giant gray thing with massive ears, a trunk, you know, heavy, flat feet, right? The, 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 the word conjures mental images. When someone says angel, there are very particular mental images that are conjured, and Fingers is nothing like any of them. No, no, Fingers does not look like an angel, but I will say that even, although I'm going to get to that in a second, what, um, and, and, Funnily enough, I'm, I'm on the page with with fingers. Um, his breakdown. All the the, the main characters. Um, Hamish has created the the scale for them, and 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 basically uh, how on on how they rank on uh, tough, smart, weird, and style, and 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 uh, it's it's a one to five rank, and. Um, and fingers is one of the more powerful ones with with only having a four out of five for style everything else tough smart and weird he's 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 full on across the board yeah. um and it reminded and, me of my rune quest days because i remember yeah i see that and i just think of D and and yeah but i remember the character sheets for rune quest had circles next to the character attributes oh okay and you okay. had to fill in the circle for circles based on the you know, the, the rank, but, and there are D and D style character rankings at the head of every chapter. So if, if you were wondering, 
um, you know, where does where does Barney fit in all this? Barney's four pips tough, one pip smart, two pips weird, three pips in style. And I, I think it's hilarious that style is a character attribute. <laughs> okay. The 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 part that just absolutely blew me away because when i think of angels you you think of a certain vision whether it's whether it's the angels from the titanic from the doctor who christmas special or but it's it's usually just it's 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 a person or or something that looks like a person whether it's androgynous or 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 fate looking but and they all have a halo and here it completely it it rocked my world the way the angels appear in this book mm-hmm. and then what because what are demons but fallen angels and the way things are explained with certain characters i just i i just i it stopped me in my tracks right. i was completely just like because you're you're going into amazing. it thinking what the hell's that thing on the side of that why's he got headphones head? on what's it yeah i thought there were headphones like okay and and the more it goes on but then I don't, you know, I don't want to. Re- you meet his friend, and and you see something else going on, and but then, but then, yeah, you get to the end, and 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 it's, but it's, I was just, I, kudos. I mean, my hat off. I just, I, I thought that was a brilliant way to to show that change, and and I was, and the memory loss is the is one of the, my oh, favorite it's parts. Such a kick. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, and, and you feel bad for it because when you first meet. When when you see Courtney and Norma meet each other, it doesn't exactly appear that it's going to um, become the friendship that it it, it yeah. it's shown and, to be as, as the book goes on. Courtney is is Norma's everything, and she, yeah. Norma doesn't realize it until three quarters of the way through the book. Um, but when an angel falls, they lose part of who they were the the memories of who they were and what they stood for are are very hard to 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 reach once they descend from the angelic planes and and there are characters in here who were at one time angels and have descended to the neutral plane or farther and it's 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 gripping that to think that with the change in level comes a change in in mind right because they 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 don't remember like they're i I don't want to give too much away because i think the revelation is pretty pretty cool so but and and they struggle to remember who they were and characters will tell them that oh you're just a fallen little little speck and and other characters will tell you know you were once you know one of the chosen we had we had grand plans for you and and we thought you know you were going to be the next thing and then you decided you know or, and then you know what happened but i mean it's all in the title of the book so um but I, I i think we should leave that for the reader because it's that's the the i i believe that's the hook that's going to get them coming back because there's and, a, there's a lot of yeah. heart in this book and and coming back is what you will have to do because it is it's um it this the story isn't over for our characters yeah, it's unresolved um, there are some endings yeah i mean you can absolutely i mean if if this was all you read okay fine you know there you 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 get a sense of what goes on with these characters but um there's definitely a um 
the way things work is is that you can either just you know wrap things up in your mind and and pretend everybody's happily ever after and or you know you can see where um where hamish is is planning on yeah. taking these characters i but need yeah, the and, first and I, volume. I oh I, yeah absolutely i, I, I gotta i, I want to read the first volume and and i am all in for uh whatever whatever comes next yeah i'm, I'm, I'm with you this i'm with you uh surprisingly so um it it it's in the zone visually for me but uh, I was like I said I was a little bit reluctant to enter. There are a couple things in here that are that, that may be a little just just a smidge outside of your comfort zone as far as the types of characters or stories. Uh, yeah, of but those I don't. Characters. And but it has nothing to do with with um, you know same sex relationships. Oh or, no, 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 I don't care no. about any of that. I mean, right. I do. It it doesn't bother me. That's why I don't care about them because they don't they don't affect me either way. It, this is reality, right? I mean, who's to say one soul can't fall in love with another soul just because they have the same genitalia? It doesn't make sense. Right. Nope. But um, it's 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 cute, but it's also a little rough. And I I don't I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't in the right mindset going in but i'll tell you the i'll be totally honest the fact that they got a single line of spot varnish on the back cover <laughs> i was like holy shit i gotta read this this is i this I took and, this out of the out of the envelope and i'm like is there a crease on the because i i'm no. holding i'm holding it by the front and I, and I feel my fingers in the back i'm like wow did someone fold up and i turn it over and i was like holy shit it's damn impressive Kudos, yeah. kudos at no to any everyone at No Brow, including the person that conceived of that one single line of spot varnish. Because you won me over, you got me to read the thing because of the line of spot varnish. Um, but once I read it, I I was like, I'm such a fool. I should have just jumped in. Stop, stop taking myself so damn seriously and just enjoy. And uh, it was it was phenomenal, uh, Mister Steele. You you have a new fan. Same. Yeah. Two of them. Yep. Yeah, this was this was a blast. Thank you, no brow. There you go. So, what do you have to talk about? Oh man, um, I am not trying to. I have a um, I have a couple of um, first issues. Um, that I can just run with real quickly. Um, two of them are from Image, and they are kind of similar in, I guess, tone. I read, um, well, actually, I read three number ones from Image, but two of them, I, all three of them are dabble in the fantastical. But um, I I read uh, the marked. And Nomen Omen and Philadelphia. And I think now Philadelphia looks amazing as it should because it's Jason Sean Alexander. Um, and the, um, the, the nitpick I have with that is the main character, um, is a detective, uh, in Baltimore, his father was a detective in Philadelphia, 
um, when the son um, will uh, we'll call him Jim Jr. When Jim Jr. finds Jim Sr.'s journal, it drove me mad because I I could not stand the handwriting in Dad's journal. It it, it made some of it difficult to read. Um, that's fine. So that gives you that little bit of kind of a realistic touch to it. But the art is absolutely amazing. Uh, there's um, the... Um, the he, Jim Senior is on the case. Um, turns out that uh, comes across some dead bodies and yellow fever is involved, which of course was wiped out many many years ago. Uh, but now it's back, and um, art imitates life. Yeah, and and you have um, there are people in the morgue. Um, that should be corpses that seem to be up and banging on the door inside the um, the freezer. Um, until the next morning when they open the door and now everybody's asleep again. But um, it's I got to the last page and it wasn't it it was it was neat to see. I don't want to say that it was it was a complete surprise. Um, just based on the way things were going, I, I wasn't. I'm not saying it was completely predictable, but um, it was. It was kind of an obvious decision. It, it was. It, it was an obvious road to go down. Um, but it was enough to, to to make me interested to see where the second issue is going. I don't know what kind of legs it has. I don't know if it's an ongoing. I don't know if it's a mini. It's written by Rodney Barnes. I mentioned Jason Sean Alexander, uh, Lewis NCT is uh, your colorist and um, Marshall Dillon is uh, on letters. And, and like I said, it, it, everything looks great until I have to read dad's journal. Um, the second first issue um, we'll go with the marked. I wanted to like this one because the preview pages, it, it's all about tattoos and, and, um, women with tattoos and I, I find that incredibly attractive and sexy, but the uh, it's, I think the story is stronger than the art for me. The, uh, the story is by David Hine and Brian Haberlin and art is by Haberlin colors by uh, Gerard Van Dyke and letters by Francis Takanaga and the, like a spawn reunion so far right and, uh, and Aberlin and and uh jason sean alexander. alexander yep there you go um yeah the the art is is great in a lot of places in in the marked but you have um it's almost like it's a it, it, it's a coven it's there's um the young girl she uh young woman is um uh Saskia, she she is given a um she likes to draw. So her friend, Cerise, says that um 
there, there's this flyer. Do you have the vision? Draw what you see in this picture. So she's like, you know, you like to draw. Go ahead and draw this. See if you know you can get a um. If if uh, you'll be able to um. Win, you know, a twenty thousand dollar one year scholarship to our course in creative design at the art school. So she draws it, and and she um. She actually draws like some phoenix looking character, some bird like figure. Um, but that's not what the actual, that's not what the flyer is. The flyer is the profile of, of a very attractive young lady. Um, but that's not what Sasuke sees. So she gets invited to the school and, um, and meets, um, meets everybody, uh, meets Kismet and, and Dahlia, um, and this really older woman, um, and she's the one who marks the body. She's the one who, who draws everybody's tattoos. And um, and there's a whole ritual to go along with that. And, and stories are told. And basically, uh, the marked have been around um, for ages. And, and they've, um, throughout history, uh, they have gathered and fought. Um, and they even fought during... Um, the Second World War. And that's, of course, I remember the last days of the Just Society of America with, with Hitler going after the damn spear and, and, and our heroes battling through Ragnarok for eternity. But um, if the Nazis had concentrated on developing the atomic bomb and used their V-2 rockets to deliver them, they would have won the war. Instead, Hitler gambled everything on a victory for the demons he had summoned so that they could pass through to our world and sweep across the face of the earth. One hope remained for the forces of light, a powerful young marked who had inherited the Omega Glyph. Its design was deceptively simple, a closed circle, and it could only be used once. And the marked did not survive. She gave her life to save us all. And, um, and Hitler at that point knew it was over. And that's when he put the bullet in his head. But, um, so the marked are basically here to protect and, and, um, make sure no harm befalls humanity. And, um, that's when we, you know, we cut to, how everybody's kind of powers work or, 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 or what their tattoos do. And, uh, you got one dude who's got traffic lights on his arm. So he's able to, you know, control traffic lights so they can get to the club without stopping at any red lights. And, um, they get to the club. Everybody's having a good old time. One dude feels jilted. So he kind of lets the government know that. And that's when things kind of start to go a little weird for me. And, and, um, it kind of, zagged and i thought we were just zinging along pretty nicely but um that's the story they want to tell there are parts where it absolutely looks amazing uh the colors are brilliant this could not be a black and white book uh but you pretty much see right away who some of the characters are that um are going to be designed to be the um the villains um but overall, it, it it it's a pretty funky story, and I, I I dig the concept. It's just it didn't wow me the way I expected to be wowed. Um, unlike Nomen Omen, which looks absolutely fantastic, and um, the creators were at New York Comic Con because I remember we walked by their table, and um, 
I think like a natural, this is a, I don't want to call it a reprint, but I think it's a translate. I, I, I think it was originally published overseas. Uh, your writer is Marco B. Bucci, uh, artist and colorist, Jacopo Camagni or Camagni, or it's very she, Italian name. She's probably silent. Camagni. Okay. There you go. Um, and I don't know what to say about the J. So yeah, but it looks the art is great. It's it's this kind of um, John Burnish heavy Mike Nortony hybrid, and and I um, really really like the art, and I like the main characters. Um, two young ladies on a on a road trip come across a woman who is pregnant and who is completely. Uh, marked up looking like some um, with some tribal markings or maybe it's blood uh, as if there was some ritual going on and um, she ends up we'll just say um, passes the birth onto one of the women and um, we're then taken to a double page spread with some not super graphic, but you definitely know some sex is going on. Plenty of butt cheeks, plenty of breasts, plenty of um, thrusting going on here. Um, I like all of that. Yeah, you would love these double page spread. Um, and then some owls, some some some, some light, uh, almost holographic looking. Owls just emanate and, and and fly away, and then we cut to um, what we're going to say today. The because the, the story starts off with um, taking place in 1995. Uh, so now here we are, a couple decades later. Um, the two young women are older, have um, and are the mothers of um, well, the baby that was in um, that was conceived. We'll say. On um, back in 1995, um, and then we kind of cut to some, and 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 today is also mostly it's not a black and white book. There's there's some um, there's a lot of grayish here, but the um, uh, Becky is uh, is colorblind, and so now we um, we don't get to see anything in color because as far as the book is concerned, now the main character can't see color. Um, but I think the art is still fantastic. And then, but, but, but there's a big bloody heart. That's nice. And, and, and dark red. And, um, and the, the, the child is left for dead on, on a bathroom floor because her heart was, was taken from her. And, and it, it, it's, it's just, it, it's one of those, it, it's, it's a book. And I even said this to the guys on the Slack. I, I, I need to reread this, 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 I knew talking about it. I wouldn't do it justice. I just, I really, really think this is a, an extremely good looking book. And I think that there's, um, there's more here than just what I'm getting first glance as, as in my initial read through. And, um, I hope I'm just not thinking, overthinking it and thinking there's more here than, than there actually is. I, I, I hope that there is more here than what I'm getting. Um, and I just didn't maybe 
understand or miss things the first time around, but I think it, it looks great. I don't know if it's something that I'm going to want to read. I, this may read better as a collection, but I think, um, I think it's, it, it, it's, it's kind of got its hooks in me and, and, and I really, really like the art, but I think of the, um, this is the most out there. Well, no, I don't even, after talking about the marked, I don't even think I can really say that, but I, I, I read the marked first, then I read this and I really, really like this. Um, but what was supposed to kind of be some first issue quick hits kind of didn't turn out that way. But if, if you had to ask me which of the three I would recommend, I would say Noman Omen. I, I, I like the way Philadelphia looks, but Noman Omen for me has a little bit of everything and, and has enough here that makes me want to come back and see what's next. Yeah. Now, just for the record, those were all three image books? Yes. Okay, we got an Imagerama this week. Boom, boom. Imagerama nice. first issue now, special. you mentioned that one of the characters in the Marked did a uh, correspondence art thing where she sent a drawing in. Yep. Those ads from the art instruction schools, mm-hmm. they used to infuriate me, even <laughs> even at a young age. Because it's like, oh, draw Tippy the turtle or yep. or Tiny the mouse, right? Or the yep. freaking pirate. And your acceptance, well, I'm sure they would take anyone. If you had the money to pay to get into this correspondence thing, I'm sure they would take it. But anyway, so the, the, the qualifier, supposedly, to get you into the school was mimicry. How closely can you come to mimicking a drawing? Mm-hmm. Which, which drove me nuts as a kid. Because it's just, it, it's it's a setting a standard based on your ability to replicate or or your ability to look at something and draw something exactly like the thing you're drawing appears in the in the real world and that drives me nuts because that's not what drawing's about at all no if if that's the case take the advertisement xerox it cut it out and send it in there mm. I, I i i reproduce this thing exactly like that's not a qualifier for are you a good artist that's just a qualifier for are you a good little monkey that uh-huh. can that can repeat things on command no and it used to used to f- kill me as a kid like i could draw that pirate just like that that, that doesn't make me a good artist that makes me a, a good um player of simon says <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah i want to see some more mirror and claire from Noman Omen. i'll keep an eye out for these I think I have the marked, and I think I have Noman Omen. The Philadelphia, even though it was Jason Sean Alexander, the premise didn't do it for me. So I, it's I, a little, it's, and and it's, I don't, I wasn't expecting it to. Based on, I didn't even really read the solicit, but based on what I thought it was going to be, um, it wasn't. So I mean, I appreciate the the twist, but yeah, I don't. It's it's not necessarily. Um, I don't want to say it's overdone, but it's just it's it's weird. I it looks great. I just don't know if I'm really going to be feeling the story as it goes on. But right, um, there you go. Well, it happens. It does. Well, we said we were going to keep this to an hour and a half, and 
probably in the wake of our in your travels. It's going to be a little longer than that, but we're going to try. So if you want inexpensive comics and graphic novels, and I checked my shipping list for my next box, the, the James Groman Bat Beast is in there. It's about damn time. My box came yesterday, and it is, it's is—it's—it's kind of on the small side. I didn't realize I... It, it was a, I must be the the, f- the fifth week or whatever, that that weird week that... Because I didn't get a notice or anything yet. I don't really care because I know it's coming. But mm-hmm. my, my next box is filled with graphic novels and the James Groman DC Bat Beast. And I cannot wait for it. But anyway, so if you want... All the stuff in the previous catalog at a fraction of the prices listed therein. Go to Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, and reap the rewards of being super intelligent and you know a bargain when you see one. Right? And also, come to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics, because those are the people that made this here thing possible. You could either blame them or give them a big hug. I don't know. You decide. In your travels. This little book, well, it's not little at all. It's uh, magazine-sized. Perfect bound book from Floating World Comics. Written and drawn by Leo Kevero. It's called The Immersion Program. And uh, we talk about this a lot. This is definitely one of those books that those little things that we make when we string letters together and try to convey the gist of what we just experienced with these little fallible letter system things that we call words. You just aren't going to do justice to this. It's one of those books that needs to be experienced and internalized because there's there's really you can't words fail right but i will give it a shot just to get you to go out and pick this damn thing up there isn't a a device called the ep1 which is short for elephant program one and when it's hooked to a person with a brain it can read their subconscious mind it could decipher their thought patterns it knows what they know and naturally this is something that the countries of the world would kill to have because it would give them a major up in the uh i mean this could very easily be weaponized uh it would also give you an edge in the the whole cloak and dagger thing you would know things all you have to do is is capture uh, an enemy agent, hook him up to this machine, and you would know everything this agent knows. But this EP-1 gets stolen. Um, An agent working for the opposite side steals it from uh, an agent, and the, the, the hunt is on. But it's visually, this thing is amazing because... In in, in uh, all my years of reading, I have struggled to find something. And yes, it was a, a, a conscious effort. I have struggled to find something that approximates my love of jazz in pictures. 
And this book, I'm telling you, it comes damn close. Because when the EP1 is hooked up to an agent, it takes on a free-form, unpredictable, helter-skelter graphic presence that is pretty damn overpowering. Um, again, this is going to mean nothing to you unless you actually see this. There's an eight-panel page that has streams of diamonds and ghost-like forms with geometric patterns in the background and a starburst pattern and again other lines that are that are it, it looks like a, 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 a television set back in the day that was tuned to a, a, a not a channel just static visual static and geometric forms again and it's all done in black and white so it, it's very stark the uh, chiaroscuro is very strong in this book I adored it, but for me to explain to you why I adored it is kind of rough. It, it's got an overpowering visual presence, but there's more to it than that. There's a, there's meat to the story. Like again, it's the Linda Berry thing. Um, where do memories reside? What are memories? Where do they come from? How do we keep them? Um, what? makes certain memories bubble to the surface and and can memories be recorded and transmitted and and what if such a thing existed i mean this is a great science fiction graphic novel from floating world that i think i wish it was a book of the month because i would i would like the other guys to read it so we could really join heads so to speak conceptually on this thing because I think it deserves it and this little in your travels isn't really doing it justice because it's I think it's a very very important piece of work and so go to Floating World Comics or you know uh, I'm sure Instock Trades has it but or, or even Amazon get this damn thing because it's amazing and I don't think it's all that expensive it's 20 bucks for a magazine size perfect bound black and white graphic novel it's 160 pages of just visual uh now I'm not going to be predictable and say it it's a mind fuck but if you if you ever wondered what was going on behind the curtains in David Lynch's red room maybe this would fit the bill it's very lynchian which again is a cop out too um, but I'm trying to encapsulate it into terms that are, are instantly understandable. To say something is David Lynch, you get a certain – there's a certain connotation that comes with that. You, you understand what I'm saying when I say it's very Lynchian. So, I mean, check it out. Don't take my word. Use them as a springboard and, and investigate for yourself. The Immersion Program by Leo Kevero from Floating World. It's it's a freaking winner. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I need you to read this. Okay. I'll look for it. In your travels, I am just... Um, I'm just going to just... To be real short and sweet, I am just going to say... Um, make sure you're still reading Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Uh, I read the fourth issue, and I still... I'm still enjoying this. I don't... It I I'm 
just loving what Fraction and Libra are doing. Um, we get a little bit more of an explanation as far as the uh, the rivalry or or this this um, this conflict between the Olsons and the Luthers in the fourth issue as as things were shown to us at the beginning of the first few issues um, with Jimmy's ancestor um, and the way things played out in the first couple of issues are explained in the fourth issue as as J as, as Jimmy is showing Lois his uh, his mind wall his his uh, the map he has with the string tying everything together um, it's just been an absolute blast I, I the characters that come and go in this story and and the antics that um, Jimmy does puts himself through in in order to get to the bottom of things. Um, it it all it all you know you would think that he's just doing it for a laugh or, or for clicks and and there's actually a method to his madness and and it's it, it's close to brilliant. I I just I am really really enjoying this series and um, it's a shame it started so late in the year because it it's not it's not eligible for my 11 o'clockers um why because it, it didn't wrap up it's not wrapping up till next year so it can be maybe but next year's but but it, it's too soon to say but it, it's still you know we'll see how the categories shake out but but yes if it's it's i'm not i'm not voting for any mini series that haven't finished this year that's basically what I'm saying. No, but, you doesn't have to put it. You don't have to put it in that category. You can put it in. No, but I could. Yes, else. I, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it may may be uh, humor, but yes, there are, uh, especially with that fucking wink. But yeah, there's just there's there's um, best panel of the year so far, <laughs> without question. Best for no, I should say best panels because they continue to cross the page. So. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm still getting so. the single issues. So um, am I. And, but I, I, I haven't read uh, three and what is this for? This is four, yeah. Yeah, I need to read them. I almost read them back to back. I, I, I read four really late. I just recently read four um, and three. I read a little while ago, but um, yeah, it's it's been it's been fantastic. Um, so yeah, in your travels, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Nice miniseries. That's a great book. It really is. It's a complete package too. Visually, the stories kick in, and um, I I really like Fraction, but Fraction's a roller coaster with me. Sometimes he does really really well, and sometimes not so much. Mm-hmm. But this was a very very pleasant surprise that this book is so amazing. Yeah, um, I, I juxtapose it with Lois Lane, which I have no affinity for whatsoever. Um, yeah, there, there. It's 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 night and day. They are one eighty from each other, and and, yeah. and 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 rightfully so. And it makes sense, and it's fine. And, and the fact that Rucka is, is not only writing a a very strong, one of the strongest females in in DC, well, but, cool, but it is but... it it's still that it's it has such a political bent to it. Which yeah, can... I just with Rucka, I just want to sit down next to him, just poke him, and say, "Lighten up, dude." Seriously, just lighten up. Everything he writes is so weighty and so serious. Like, yes, there are moments of humor in his work, but overall, it's just so... 
uh, dry is not the word. It's just they're they're so tense. And well, there was not in um, uh, Lois goes back to her hotel, and and here's the water running because because Superman had just left her, and um, and he went to fly back to Metropolis, or so she thinks. So so she goes back into her hotel room, and um, here's the the shower going. So she starts to get undressed. She says, "Oh, well, okay, that that that's fine." She's like, "I guess you loop back around so we can spend some time together." And she opens up, she opens, pulls back the shower curtain, and it's it's John. Ah, she's like, "Mom, I'm taking it." It was just, so, man, that was the end of the issue, and it was just, but but because she hadn't seen her son in a while since um since he's been back. So obviously, this is right before um. He's going away with the Legion, but it was um, it was one of those uh, sitcommy moments. So 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 there, yes, there was a little bit of humor. Um, no, but Dex- for the most part, it's, there's no Dexter though. <laughs> <laughs> one demerit, Rucka. You're not using Boy. Dexter. Boy. I love Dexter. Yeah, no, Dexter's a great character. Yeah. Um, little by little, I've been completing my new Fifty Two library. Because you can, well, you know this, you can get the new 52 hardcovers for like pennies. And whenever I see them discounted, like five bucks or less, I buy Mm -hmm. them. And I have almost, I have a complete run of Superman action. I'm, I'm narrowing down on New Guardians, almost all a Green Lantern. Um, What was the other one? Green Lantern Corps. Like whenever I see those books, I just can't help buying them. I I enjoy, in hindsight, I really enjoy what they did with the new Fifty Two. Not all of it, right? Just the Superman and the the Green Lantern universes. See, I can't, I can't cause sign on the Green Lantern stuff. Really? Well, I I know Kyle is sent front and center in New Guardians, but I gotta say. And, and and it ties into my apology at New York Comic Con. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Cooter's stuff on that is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And his his action stuff is really great. Uh, I don't know. It, we weren't hot and we initially we were hot and heavy because well, every, I was and, everyone yeah. was. And I was I was reading the Cooter stuff because I liked. I mean, it it, it was it's a case of um, yeah. I just wish he was drawing, you know, the big. Blue Boy Scout in his costume instead of the the, yeah. the t-shirt and jeans, but it it was still it was between him and Pack and and then what 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 Yang was doing, you know, it wasn't it wasn't I was enjoying it towards the end because then Tomasi came on and then it led the way for convergence, you know. So I, yes, I was enjoying it towards the end. Action didn't really grab me from the start with with Morrison and Morales. Superman wasn't horrible. Um, Action's really good. You should reread it. It's really good. From the beginning, all right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. And and you know I'm not the uh, poster boy for the Grant Morrison fan club. Grant has has waxed and waned with me more times than I can count. But mm-hmm. I have to be honest. I think his actions really good, really good. Yep. Even though Superman's walking around in in Timberlands and and a t shirt, it's it's he gets he gets the character. Well, I don't want to go there. Never mind, because people are enjoying mm-hmm. what's going I'm not going to say anything. But Morrison did a wonderful job on action. 
and and Pac, the things that he introduced in in his run with Baca and the Subterraneans, it's just it's awesome stuff. Like I, I loved it. Good. Yeah, yes. That pleases me. Good. And um, you can't beat the Lantern Corps in that that era. I think things were were really neat with legacy and all that stuff and and just yeah the source wall shit all right we're out of here uh big old stinky wet raspberry to jason for not joining us but we had fun regardless we don't need him we do but not this time we didn't so you come back next time and in the meantime if you really can't get enough of the 11 o'clock comics community twitter Instagram, Reddit, uh, Facebook, all of that stuff. There's constant activity. It's amazing. We don't even have to be there, but we, I mean, we are most of the time. But just they've picked up the reins and they've made a community and and it's it's like this little ant colony that you can just observe and if you want to, you can contribute. Do it. In the meantime, Click. Say goodnight. It pains me that we're not doing a Halloween episode. Pains me. David. Right. Pains him. It does. That's crazy. I can't believe it pains you. It does pain me. David. But it's, you know what doesn't pain me? The, the, the way the universe tickles me under the chin from time to time with the conceptual continuity. Like, I just read the Immersion Program. The Book of the Month has concepts that are very similar to what's going on in the Immersion Program. I don't think that's a coincidence. I mean, yes, I do choose the things I read. I, I make a very conscious effort to read things and to not read things, right? But the fact that on the very same week, I read two books that are thematically linked very closely, I don't know. I think that's the universe just saying, pat me on the head saying, you're a good boy. You've been a good boy this week. Yeah. I'll give you a little biscuit, little little uh, conceptual biscuit for you to gnaw on. Wouldn't love a biscuit. Well, Jason right now. Oh, Biscuit? No, he'd go into anaphylactic shock. Ah! Yeah. Is there a way for me? Help me! Carbs. Sugar. He's got to get off that. He's no fun. He's no fun. We love him anyway. We do, but he's still no fun. I know. <laughs> it's true. And we, uh. lo- we love you for listening to this. We'll be back tomorrow. Can you believe it? No. When you hear this, we'll be back the next day. Well, you're going to hear this tomorrow. So we'll be back two days in a row to give you the kind of thing that you seem to enjoy. Crazy people. You crazy. We love you. Say goodnight, David. Bye. Later, y'all. <laughs>